Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Nanurl, and you're listening to Unpacked Angles with me. These episodes were recorded for the Unpacked Angles YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the accompanying video, you can find the link in the description. If not, feel free to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. And before we jump into what I have for y'all today, I wanted to give two quick shout outs. The Twitter homie Luke wrote me a review on Apple Podcasts like in May, <laughs> I think it was. And I have been meaning to read it this whole time, but I just wanted to say thank you so much. If it's not Luke, then <laughs> this is awkward, but it's uh, from LC Level Up and it's titled Awesome Vlog slash Podcast and says, Nanurl is so authentic and it's refreshing to hear how real she is while she's helping, while she, wait, <laughs> your girl can't read today, hold on. While helping others as she shares her knowledge and thought processes. So thank you so much, Luke, I really appreciate it. And also I wanted to shout out a woman who owns a t-shirt brand and one of the t-shirts I am wearing right now. So I actually realized I do not know your name, girl. So <laughs> shout out to you. But um, on Instagram, you can find her at Brie Boom Bitty. So I feel like your name is Brie. <laughs> but she has a t-shirt brand where she sells t-shirts and sweatshirts geared to women developers and designers. So the shirt I'm wearing now is my favorite on the site. It's the Error 404 fucks not found shirt i don't know if y'all can see it i can't i really don't know like what the camera's doing right now i feel like y'all can but yeah i resonated very much so with this shirt so thank you girl for the gift i really appreciate it and if you're interested in seeing more of what she has for women designers and women developers go ahead and check her shop out actually i do have the website it is dang should have had this ready my bad okay her website is code hearted girl so code c-o-d-e hearteddgirl.com and I'll drop that in the resources below in the description so you'll have that there if you want to check out what she's got. But now let's get into today. So I was really trying to figure out what I wanted this episode to be about. I've been having a few conversations with a few students and people who are interested in getting into UX and knowing more about it. And so I decided something that could be most helpful, especially based on some of the people who have been reaching out to me, is knowledge, right? Knowing things to help you prepare and be ready for at least as much as possible what you might experience going into the field. So with that, I thought about a few different things that I wished I had known before getting into UX and I figured that'd be a great thing to talk about. So I am going to <laughs> do just that. I spent a lot of time doing unnecessary shit, okay? And then there were some things that I just didn't have like the right idea about or I was really uncertain about. And so I figured why not talk about those? I think there are five main things that I want to talk about today about what I wish I had learned before actually jumping in. I think these five kind of hit a lot of it on the head. So the first thing I wish I had known and taken a little bit more seriously before jumping into UX is that you do not need to be good at everything. I really wanted to be like the best generalist. I wanted to be good at everything, every single thing. So I wanted to be good at copywriting. I wanted to be good at, you know, doing just regular UX design stuff. I wanted to be really good at research. I wanted to be good at visual design. I wanted to be good. 
okay? <laughs> but that's overkill. It's really not necessary unless you plan to be in that type of position where you do all of those things on a regular basis for life, which I wouldn't recommend, but you know, do you? I do think though that it is important to know things at a high level just so that you have a basic understanding of what it is that people are talking about and what it is that people do and how they add and work with what it is that you do and what you're working with. Having this like bird's eye general kind of understanding of what people do will help you to work with them a little bit better. So for example, if you are a UX researcher like me, you don't need to know every single thing about color theory like I tried to do. It's just unnecessary. I have never used anything involving color theory in UX research. Like it's cool that I know it, but it was a little bit overkill. So if you're not actually interested in that and you think it's going to help you in some way, if you're just specifically wanting to focus on research, then there's no need to spend too much time on that. No need to be good at everything. Everybody works together for a reason. You don't need to know everything. You gotta work with people who know things that you don't. <laughs> Another thing that I wish I had known and really taken to heart is that your education, like your degree, is not as important as your experience. Experience is always at the top when it comes to those two. Now, this might not necessarily be 100% true for every single job position out there, but for the most part, as far as what I've experienced and the things that I've heard other people say and what they've experienced, you do not need a design degree to be in UX. Companies in the tech industry, like Google, for instance, are starting to get rid of requirements for education. So it's not necessarily about where you went to school. Well, I shouldn't say where you went to school because it might be about that for real, if we're being honest. But it's not about what you studied per se. It's really about what you've done and what you know. What really matters is your experience and your experience is communicated through your portfolio, unfortunately. I am of the personal opinion, especially as a researcher, that we do not need portfolios. I don't think that that should be a requirement for anybody to consider your application when you're looking for a job. I just, it's a whole other thing. I'm against it, but it is what it is. That's what the name of the game is right now. So but in your portfolio, this is where you get the chance to tell your story. Here's where you communicate how you think and how you make decisions and also show what you know how to do. And I will admit, okay, this is extremely hard for beginners, for people who are entry level. And I'm gonna tell you why. If you're just getting into the field, if you are just getting into UX, you have no experience right? So because you have no experience, you don't have anything to put in your portfolio. And because you don't have a portfolio, you're not going to get hired. And because you don't have a job, you're not going to have any experience. So this cycle is going to continue to repeat itself. So sad. I am so sorry. I don't know personally how I can help with this other than like giving advice and doing these videos and trying to I don't know, make things more accessible to people through the ways in which I know how to do that. But yeah, when I was starting out, I was very upset <laughs> about this and I'm still very upset about it. It doesn't make any sense and it just, it really sucks. But you know, keeping in mind our seven spiritual laws of success and how we can practice, you know, going with the flow and we're thinking about the law of 
least effort. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you might want to go back and listen to the previous episode where I talk about how I use these seven spiritual laws of success to keep me grounded and mindful while I'm practicing UX. But yeah, if we're thinking about the law of least effort and how we can just like work with what we got and go with the flow, how can we go about solving this, right? As entry level folks, as beginners, and this is what I got, side projects. Now, I know I mentioned side projects as a way to break into UX in one of my earlier, like one of my first episodes, I think, when I share like three tips on how to break into the field. And, you know, that's tough right now, I'm sure. With COVID just being in the way with everything, people can't just be out and about like they are, I guess, but not safely be out and about. I hope we're all wearing masks. So there's that. Also, small businesses and nonprofits who may have been able to like use your services in the past may not be in business anymore. So there is also that. And for those organizations that are still around, of course, they might not be able to pay you. So there's also that. <laughs> and on top of all of that, I am sure if you have not been living under a rock in the United States, you know that a lot of people have lost their jobs. That does not exclude the tech industry. So there are plenty of people out there who are looking for jobs, who do have portfolios with experience. And so that makes it even harder to break in, right? I'm sure that there are some companies that are still implementing their internship programs, but there are plenty who have had to scale back. And so what does that mean for y'all? Being remote as many companies are, it's not as easy or I guess as feasible for a lot of these organizations to onboard and mentor entry-level employees. That takes a lot of intention and attention and also resources that some companies may have. It's just more challenging to be able to do that in a way that's actually going to be valuable and helpful for you. This though is by no means an excuse for any organization but at the end of the day you know facts are facts. But with all that being said I'm still like gung-ho about side projects if you can get one. If not I would say online courses might be your next best bet especially if you're not trying to dish out a whole bunch of money for a boot camp that may or may not get you one step closer to one of these tech companies that you may be interested in working for. There are a bunch of online courses on Udemy and Skillshare and a bunch of other learning platforms that will help you to at least jumpstart your portfolio with projects that aren't necessarily like real products or at least, you know, things that other people are actually using, but it will help to showcase at the very least what you know how to do. So yeah, to like bring it back, I guess, uh, I wouldn't stress if you don't have a design degree or a degree that is focused in some type of UX specialty or UX field. UXers come from all walks of life, all types of backgrounds. So if you were ever stressing about that, <laughs> there's no need. I don't have one and I'm out here. So the next thing I wish I learned, so no, nah, let me back up. I actually did know this, but I also see people still talking about it. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I addressed it. So I'm just kind of sneaking this one in here, even though I did kind of know, but like you do not need to know how to code in order to get into this field. It had been an age old debate in my book. It's been put to bed like 
it's just jokes now as far as I'm concerned. But you don't need to know how to code. If you are going into a UX field that is not UX engineering, right? You're not doing front end things. You are more on the design side or more on the research side, whatever it is that's not close to development. You don't have to know how to code. You're not gonna use it. Now I get emails every day about different contract positions, right? And some of them have some wild like titles and wild descriptions as far as like what the roles and responsibilities are for that UX position. And so it will go into, you gotta do research, you gotta do design, you gotta do HTML, CSS, JavaScript, you gotta know all of that in order to apply, right? And those types of positions are, what should I call them? Ridiculous especially if they're not trying to pay pay you know what i'm saying because those are jobs of like three different people that's way out of pocket like you don't have to you don't have to do all of that <laughs> to be in the field like you really don't and i would not accept anything like that if we're being honest so yeah you don't need to know how to code now i will say that it is really helpful to understand what your developers are talking about <laughs> So if you are interested in kind of, I guess, knowing more of a high level bird's eye kind of view on some of the more technical things that are going on on your team, then there are a couple ways you can go about doing that. And I actually would encourage it. There is a Udemy course that I loved when I took it. I took it a while ago, so I'm not really remembering the name right now, but I'll probably be linking it in the description underneath the resources for you to check it out. But the instructor was great in helping me to understand some of the terms that are often used in development and also helps me as a UX designer or a UX professional be able to communicate with people on the development side in a way that was we were kind of we were here you know what I'm saying like we were level we weren't like they weren't all the way up here and I wasn't like help struggling it was really helpful and it was focused on like the ux developer relationship and really just helping uxers understand a little bit more about how to communicate with developers and vice versa so i would check it out i wish i remembered what it was called right now and also if you're on a team with the developer just sit down with your developer like that is the best of course now you can't literally sit down with them like beside them in the office which probably would have been more convenient realistically but if there's ever a chance where y'all have time to just chill on zoom and have a lunch and learn and just go over topics at a very high level when it comes to what they're talking about it's great it's great for understanding it's great to have them see you be interested in what it is that they're actually doing and seeing you making an effort to really understand the whole process and not just being the I guess stereotypical designer that's like giving them a whole bunch of unfeasible shit. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, so there's no need to know how to code. You don't have to do all of that. You can just really understand it from a high level. And the best way to do that, I think, is just communicating with the developers that you work with. Another thing that I wish I had known before jumping in was how much I was going to have to evangelize and teach when it comes to UX, specifically UX research. Man, 
if you're new to a team, if your team is new to research period, if you're just working with somebody who doesn't understand what research is or understand what UX is, because there are a lot of people who do not understand what UX is outside of the visual design aspects. If you're working with all of these people, it is probably going to be necessary to teach them a little something about UX and I wasn't prepared for all of that. <laughs> a lot of people may not understand like what you do and the purpose of whatever it is that you're working on. In addition to like how it all fits into the bigger picture when it comes to their goals and the, I guess, broader goals of the organization or the broader goals of the team or the product. So it's super important to make sure that those things are clear. Now, because I'm in UX research, I've seen it the most in research. It's possibly a thing in UX design too, but I'm not really super sure on that side. But in research especially, oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's very necessary. It's so necessary to make sure people are educating and understanding about what it is that <laughs> you're doing and what's happening and why. That's the thing too, why. I didn't come in fully prepared to have to teach i do really enjoy talking about ux so that wasn't a really hard thing for me to do but the evangelizing part is something that i'm still getting used to evangelizing research is literally just like making it known what's happening making it known like why this is a good thing and inserting yourself into conversations and being assertive and so i'm typically not the greatest at that at least historically and so now i've had to push myself to be <laughs> be that person and it's just it's different it's not necessarily like oh this is such a bad thing it's just something that i didn't realize that i was going to have to do so often and so being prepared for that and coming up with little ways that you can do that can be really helpful and of course it all depends on who you're working with because you might not want to do that the exact same way for different people and different groups and finally this is a big one y'all i wish that i had known <laughs> that nobody knows what they're doing nobody feels like they know what they're doing just period you're really never gonna feel like you know much of anything i started out not feeling like i knew what i was doing i then like moved to like a super small startup and i was the only uxer and i was just like hmm maybe <laughs> maybe this i don't know maybe that sure and you know just kind of going from there but i had a lot of self-doubt a lot of instances where I just didn't feel confident in my work and like what I was doing and that was mainly because I felt like I just didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I literally kind of knew of course you know I know methods I know how things should go I know processes but in real life your process is most likely going to go out the window. That thing that you learned in school or in that boot camp nah bruh like it's gone <laughs> okay you gotta work with real human beings you gotta work with real time and it's not always the easiest thing to do and you have to work with very very real ambiguity this industry in particular ux and especially in ux research so ambiguous there is no right wait well let me back up there is no one right way to do something to get to 
the results that you need. You can go about it in different ways and it's really just kind of like poking around in the dark and figuring out what's the best way to approach a problem to approach you know figuring out what it is that you need to figure out and a lot of the time you're just gonna feel like I don't know let's try it <laughs> I feel like I don't ever really know what's happening but I have also become more comfortable with that feeling too and that's okay I actually didn't realize that I wasn't the only person who felt this way until I started talking to people I started talking to more UXers UXers that were more senior than me so that I could really get a grip and an understanding of like what am I walking into here because this is not what I thought this is very I don't know I feel dumb <laughs> I feel real dumb right now and they basically just said you're not alone sis so I was just like, oh, okay, so this is the name of the game. Yes, it is. And anybody who tells you that they don't feel this way, I guess that they do know what it is that they're dealing 100% of the time is lying to you. Don't believe it. It used to really affect my confidence, but the way that I helped to combat it and, you know, push that off to the side and be like, oh girl, you don't have to worry about that. It was really just talking to other people. So if I could give any advice on how to make sure that you are staying sane within your position, like whatever it is that you're doing within UX, talk to other people, whether that be on your team, okay? And if you're the sole UXer, God bless. <laughs> I know those feels, reach out, be on Twitter, like make a friend in some Slack group, do something where you get to interface and just have conversations with other people in your field so that you don't feel so alone. Reach out on LinkedIn. People just love to talk about their experiences and what they've done. So come at it from that standpoint if you need to, but let me tell you, nobody knows what they're doing and it's fine. I have not been keeping up with leaving y'all with a parting question. <laughs> my bad i like forgot i was doing that but my parting question for you today is what's something that you wish you had known before jumping into whatever it is that you're doing let me know in the comments thanks for tuning in to this episode of unpacked angles if you liked what you heard let us know by leaving us a five-star rating and a review if you didn't hit us up on our website at www.unpackedangles.com or on social media at Unpacked Angles and let us know what we can do better. Until next time, deuces.